one second to put this on public. No matter how high tech, highfalutin, lazy, or foo-foo America gets, we will never stop hunting and fishing. This is The Hunting Quest. The Hunting Quest. We take one hour of every week and talk about our favorite things in the world. Hunting, hunting and fishing. And You'll get tips and help on the fishing environment America get DMV area. Plus, we're going to have fun along the way. This is The Hunting Quest. And now your hosts, Mike Tippin and Mark Davis. All right. Well, uh, hello, everybody. And uh, as you can see, Mark Davis is um, playing the sickly one. So uh, we don't want him coming in here getting people sick and doing all that other wonderful stuff. So, uh, Mark, hope you start feeling better soon. And, um, you know, we'll be able to do the podcast. Um, and a couple of little things about that. Uh, so everybody is aware is next Friday, we will not be doing a podcast. Uh, obviously, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Um, Anna's, you know, the the store is, y'all are going to be open, right? Yeah, they're going to do Black Friday stuff, and they're going to be swamped. So we don't, you know, we, uh, we get to use this spot, and, you know, but it is their business. So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm really, really glad that they... Uh, that they're that the business is good and uh you know friday you said you got like black friday sales and all that stuff right it's on the website yeah we're having an online black friday sale okay cool and that is listed on our facebook page and on our website all right and the website is davisgunsandgear.com that is it all right um well and that kind of leads me to the next part of why you know no, we don't do this. Uh, we don't do this podcast solo. Uh, you don't want to just listen to me talk. Um, and and Anna's super awesome doing you know helping out with the with, the, with her part of this stuff. So uh, we asked for a guest um, to kind of stand in for Mark while he's out sick. And we had the video set up and we had everything working. And then all of a sudden we're not real sure, but the Gremlins got a hold of us this time. And um, we lost the video feed. But um, the reason what on the the this coming up Saturday on the twenty sixth, uh, we're going to go duck hunting, and we're going to go out with our good friend Travis. Um, and so, because of that, we've asked Travis to join us on the call and kind of co-host. So, um, without further ado, welcome, Travis. How are you, sir? Brother man, brother man, Mikey, the Mondo player, tipping. Here we go. We're gonna go from snakehead to greenhead. <laughs> never, never at a loss for words, my friend. Um, so uh, glad that you came on last minute, man. I, I you know, you you definitely bailed me out uh, tremendously. Uh, so thank you for coming on and, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, sorry for the glitches on the video part. We really want, uh, want people to see that magnificent beard that you got going on there, but you know, it should inspire them to go out and, uh, check out your, your, all of your, you know, social media and see that monstrous beard that you got. I mean, you make mine look, you know, puny. So, uh, but, uh, how you been, man? or another going a mile a minute, brother, man. But we just had the opening day of the, the second opening day, I should say, um, the second split, our little Thanksgiving, November hunting season for ducks and geese just opened up, uh, yeah, uh, on Wednesday. And so we're right about to get into the first weekend with some haymakers, this cold temperature, brother, man, it's got everybody here fired up. And we <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh yeah, brother. You know it. Yeah, we um, 
I was, uh, you know, I was out in Kansas and, and Missouri doing some deer hunting and, uh, it, we got a monstrous, monstrous cold snap out there. And what was really cool about that was that, um, I started hearing the specs fly and I don't care what anybody says that just puts something on you right there. You know, if you, if you're at the least bit into waterfowl hunting or, you know, uh, you know, you hear those specs going and it's just, oh, here it is. It's that time. Uh, you know, everybody kind of gets, uh, gets amped up and ready to go and, uh, life is great. So, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was kind of cool. You know, I was really, really excited. And, uh, so now I'm back here and I'm going to be able to do some, finally get to do some, uh, some hunting with you, uh, on Saturday. So, um, I'm excited. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a blast, Mikey. You know, real, real quick about them speckle bellies. There's uh, only a few birds that'll make uh, a group of hunters while they're like, say, for example, working a group of geese. Yep. And everybody's, you know, calling at the Canada geese and whatnot, or dark geese, or whatever you call them from whatever part of the country you're hunting them. <laughs> and uh, long necks, you know, oh, you know, calling it a big old group of long necks. Here we go. Yep. And, uh, and then you hear one giggle ticket, Mikey. You know it. And then it's like everybody yep. starts calling at them back. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They yeah, are the, yeah. and I tell people, if you've never eaten a speck, you know, those specks, to me, probably the best tasting waterfowl on the planet out of all of them. Um, now, most, you know, I, I and I have to caveat something here, too, is I hunt in the Midwest fly zone. So those those specks um, and the geese and the ducks that I hunt there haven't been on golf courses. They've been in, you know, they've been in cornfields and, and cow ponds and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, their diets are pretty much grubs and, and corn and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's a different, different taste when they get this far east. But, man, they still taste good. They, by far. Oh, I mean. <laughs> absolutely. You know, you're right. A diet has a lot to do with how foul tastes. And, uh, you know. If it's something where you're shooting some local resident birds eating out of the river and the golf course greens with all the pesticides or whatever they're spraying on their courses and whatnot or whatever's in the local water and whatnot and everything else, I mean, and then if you go up to, you know, Saskatchewan, Canada, or you go out west in Kansas or Nebraska or, or Nodak or South Dakota, how amazing, th- like, Lester's out there. They taste amazing. They do. Cannabis, oh my God. It's unbelievable how good they are. You know, we're like over here. I'm like, all right, we're going to make some jalapeno poppers. We're going to do some, uh, you know, juice <laughs> barbecue for eight hours with some Dr. Pepper in that. Done, and, uh, yeah, yep. you know, Anything. Got any sweet baby rays? Here we go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's, that's kind of one of those things where, you know, it, it's, it's um it's kind of unique, you know. Again, uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to hunt out west and and you know really get uh, you know the difference, you know, taste a huge difference in in what it you know what an animal consumes is you know directly related to how well it tastes on your table. Um, so I, I always I think that that's uh, that's neat. I, you know, I, I I don't know. It's one of those ideas or one of those things in my head where it's just kind of like, oh man, you know. Uh, what what else can you do to these things you know what are you know what are ducks that are like in like for example up in Saskatchewan I've I've never been there so you know it's on my it's on my bucket list and uh you know uh, I I understand you've been up there and I understand that you've hunted quite a bit and you're you know kind of stretching out that way um and and you kind of alluded to it but you know how much of a difference do they taste I mean obviously lessers but you know Canada geese and, and things like that. What, you know, have you, can you notice a significant difference up there as well? Oh, absolutely. The uh, biggest thing is we have hunters all the time come in and they'll kind of, you know, especially from the Atlantic flyway, East coast hunters, uh, they'll, you know, Oh, what do you mean? We're going to eat these snow geese. We just shot this morning. <laughs> and I tell you what, I mean, I've had some snows over there in the Eastern shore and whatnot. And yeah, you know, you got to brine them, you got to soak all of the, you know, blood out, you got to, 
you know, beat him over the, you know, with a hickory stick or something and slap him with a cedar plank. I don't know the joke anymore. Man, go to Chick-fil-A, right? Right. So, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, oh my God, up there in Canada, the snow geese and Ross geese and blue geese, they taste amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, now as far as speckle bellies go, I've had them out in Illinois and, uh, they're, pretty much the same in in my taste i mean and dude you don't need to really you know that you don't need to do a lot to a speckle belly where no. other birds you may have to you know brine them or you may have to cut them up and pound them and tenderize them or something yep. you know put yep. them in and some poppers uh one thing i like doing with the local resident geese real quick is is uh you make them in the sausages but the jalapeno cheese the cheese moistens it up my guy yeah, really and uh yeah oh, oh it's stellar Hmm. Um, so now ducks up there, absolutely amazing. Sometimes down here and, you know, the, uh, Virginia area, for example, gadwalls, you might find one out of six gadwalls where it's kind of, whoa, um, people say diver ducks are hard to eat. Yeah. yeah some of them, yeah. you may got to know how to do it, but cans, oh my God, Mikey canvas bags are the best out of all the ducks, even puddle ducks. You think so? Oh my God. Now, teal and wood ducks are amazing. Uh, in my like, opinion, they are the best puddle ducks. You know, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I, I was going to say, I, I, I'm i I'm right there with you on that one. The teals, as far as teals go, they taste amazing. I don't, I don't care. I, but, uh, you keep the skin, fatty skin on one side, you store it, you put that side down on a hot black skillet. You know, yep. oh my God, just unbelievable. Oh, um, making me hungry. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, so, so canvas backs. I'll always pluck them and cooking them whole. It is just unbelievable. There's a reason why they were the market hunter's duck. So do you, and, do you roast them or do you, you know, have you, I mean, what, what's your, what's your deal? You throw them in the oven for, you know, three fifty for, you know, an hour or do you throw them on a, you know, a smoker or do you grill them or, you know, what's your, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. So the old recipes that me and pops used to do, was uh, we would definitely brown them out on the grill. And then, you know, this is for mallards or anything too, you know, any old duck. Right. Um, you know, you get like a little gar- garlic, um, salt and pepper paste, you know, you mash it all up and then you just roast and brown them for a little bit on the grill and then you throw them in the oven. And then he's actually got a apricot glaze sauce that you kind of base them <laughs> with. And then that was, oh my God, it's stellar. That's, that recipe my dad has, he actually got out of one of those old school books that you can't really find anymore unless you call Bezos and Amazon and, and, and they've got a copy or something. You, you know how it is. Right. Yep, and yep. so, uh, but he's been smoking the uh, dust hole a lot now. And uh, it, you know how everybody's got their pellets and their yep. different pit bosses or their green eggs or whatever, yeah. you know, and to each his own. Yeah, I'm a Kamado Joe guy, but that's okay. Opinion. That's what I could afford. Yeah, I'll let the guys who want to do all that do it, and then I'll eat it. I'll be like, oh, right? man, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we started doing... Um, we started doing these things. We called them goose bites, and um, basically, you breast out um, these, you know, breast out a goose, and you let it sit in Tony Saturans, right? Uh, you know, pour some uh, the or the liquid um, uh, Frank's Red Hot, you know, something like that. Uh, yeah. Let it sit in your refrigerator, you know, um, and just you know, kind of soak up some of that that goodness uh, and we've also tried it with like dr pepper or something like that you know but um throw it in the refrigerator and then you cube up you know once you kind of get it nice and where you you think you got it just right you cube it up and then wrap each one of those cubes in some in bacon uh toothpick mm. it at the end throw it on the grill and man it, you know the the one thing I'm a I'm I'm kind of a crispy bacon person. I don't like chewy bacon, but that's just me. I, I'm, gotcha. I'm not gonna gotcha. you know. So I I leave mine on just a little bit longer than most folks do, and kind of roll it around, or or even if I can pre-start it, you know. So mine's a little bit crispier than most, but um, <laughs> but it doesn't. I mean that you know, pin it together, take a big bite, and oh my goodness, is that heaven? Um, it just you, you couldn't. 
you couldn't ask for anything better than that. And I know people who take um, who take uh, you know some type of cheese, whether it's you know Parmesan, mozzarella, whatever they want, and they throw it over the top of those uh, those uh, goose bites. But uh, man, those are those are absolutely delicious. You know, I'm I'm a major major fan of that. So, um, but you know, I'm I'm not opposed to sitting there and, and taking. Uh, you know, taking some of this stuff and, and like my wife and I were kind of talking about this and, you know, grinding up, you know, I've got a grinder at home, you know, get some of the, you know, whenever you're breasting them out or, you know, you've taken, you know, if you get a puddle duck or something like that, um, I've seen people throw those away. And to me, uh, wasting food as somebody who grew up, you know, we were dirt poor and we, you know, we were hungry, you know, you, you. You know, if you've never been hungry before, like truly hungry, you don't let food go to waste. And um, I've seen people, you know, take ducks and just, you know, toss them over to the side and throw them out for the sake of shooting ducks. And I have a hard time with that. I really do. And um, some of the things that, like my wife and I were talking about, if if it's a, you know, if it's a puddle duck and we shot it, you know, we're not, you know, I'm not going to shoot something I'm not going to eat. So we'll take them and, you know, dress them down and, you know, you can take them, throw them in a grinder, grind them up and, you know, mix them in. And like we do like dog food, right? We'll mix dog food or whatever, man, th- there's nothing better and, you know, nothing's going to waste. So, uh, you know, something to kind of think about there too. So I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, um, you know, up in Canada, there's a lot of, uh, different, you know, Man, I tell you what, what I'm trying to get, I get to is, is what everybody is going up there for when it comes to table fare. The old ribeye of the sky, the sand hill cream, the freaking pterodactyls. I'm talking Jurassic Park style hunting, my guy. Yes, sir. Oh, man, you know. And now what they say, the, the ribeye of the sky. That's what they say. I agree. That's a cool little, you know, uh, rhyme. Yeah. Um, it's true. Man, I tell you what, it's like the best tasting duck you've ever had. <laughs> but the consistency of a New York strip, brother man. Oh, man. I know, dude. Oh. Is, and like, I'm a big porterhouse steak guy. So, right. like, you know, I'm yeah. like, all right, there you no go. New York strip. Dude, man, I'm telling you. And like, that right there, the hunt, it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, you, you got the. Hide just over the top, brushed up, and you hear them coming in. Oh, yeah. Like freaking aliens. And yeah, you, you just, it's one experience. Oh, yeah. It has to be done. It, it, a lot of people want to shoot variety up there. A lot of people want to shoot piles of snow geese, shoot field green heads, nothing but green and, and all that. But the crane hunts, holy smokes, my guy, that is some fun stuff right there. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's funny that. You know, I've been I've been around people who, you know, all they want to do is shoot green heads. That's it. And you know, you might have, you know, they got good taste. They do, but I mean, <laughs> I've seen it where these, you know, these people uh, they come in and, and they have no desire to eat them, and it's like they just want to shoot green yeah. heads. I've never in my life understood that. I mean, obviously there's a market for it, but um, you know, and and I've seen where. You know, a lot of the guides that I go with, and, you know, I, I assume you're probably the same way as, you know, if, if they're not going to take the ducks with them, um, then, you know, you've got to figure out something to do with them. And, you know, the guides oh, up yeah, there. A big, big problem if that happens. You yeah. Because then they can go and do that elsewhere. They're not doing it with me. Right. You know. Right. So. And, uh, and I got a lot of respect for people who, you know, a lot of guides will take people just for the sake of taking them, you know, and, 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 uh, you know the the true the true guides that are out there that are going to do it for conservation efforts. You know, like yourself and and the ones that you know I, I go out with. You know, other than you, um, in the Midwest, uh, you know they're they're very conscientious of it. So um, I just I didn't know if you'd ever seen that or you know if you if you were you know privy to seeing some of that stuff. I imagine you have, but uh, oh man, it happens all the time. Um, what what it is is. There's a fine line of how it can change two ways after you drop that bird. It's hunting all the way until the point where a pull of the trigger full sends some steel shot through the freaking cosmos and lays a smackdown on a freaking mallet. All right. right. On a five pound mallet. So is it harvesting at that point or 
are you wasting? Oh yeah. And there's other words you can, you know, substitute wasting with that. Yeah. Know, we'll just use that one. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we got to go back to our like foundation when we were cavemen and, you know, we're, we're like hunting and gathering to survive. Right. If yeah. you were one of the hunters, then you were going out there to harvest right, and to provide right. and to feed. And so now here's a lot of things that'll happen. So I've got guys that'll come out and want to shoot these bluebills. Ooh, the bluebills. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. Whether you call them scout, blackheads, broad bills like up in the uh new york area oh my god they're getting crushed with some snow yeah, right now like four feet um, and six feet in certain certain areas god it's crazy but Jewish. anyway um and so you know they come out here and and they want the feathers where it's like a zebra on their back yeah it's like the little white and black fine feathers and they tie flies and make zebra midges out of them all right that's kind of cool but you know that that I have to admit that's pretty pretty damn cool in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get a lot of guys, Mikey, that are like, "Oh, I want to, you know, stack the freezer so I can train my new dog that I'm getting here. She's a pup. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to use. Right, and right. So you know, you know, let's remember Littlefoot here. You know, let's use what we hunt right. and you know harvest. Don't and waste so. it. Don't waste yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, brother man. But um, so with that being said, I imagine um, I you sent me a pretty quick video of um, you and your thirty-two by eight foot, you know, blind <laughs> there. Um, so obviously you're brushing in blinds right about now, uh, or you probably already have, right? Um, yeah, you know, you can never have too too much brush on blinds. Right, so we're going to be a steady added more, more and more and more. And more yeah, that, that, hey, you you know, constantly improving your foxhole, right? So that's the way to go. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, um, what have you been seeing from the ducks? You know, I know we've had this cold snap, but and you know, uh, I can tell you from being out Midwest, um, though, the, there's you know, Kansas, Missouri have been through a massive, massive drought this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the fly zone looks like because a lot of the, a lot of the, the ponds are, are dried up. Um, a lot of the ponds are, you know, they're half the size what the, you know, what they were and they're not, you know, they don't contain the same grubs that they're looking for or the same feed or, you know, but what, what they do have going for them out there is um, a lot of farmers took crop damage insurance. So they just, you know, they just pushed over the, you know, push over the crop, um, which, you know, helps out the ducks, you know, at least the geese, maybe not necessarily ducks, but certainly helps out the geese. Um, cranes and things like that, you know, they'll come in as well. But um, so, you know, the overall, you know, granted it was early in the season there, but uh, overall it got cold. I heard the specs, you know, saw some geese. It's not what I was expecting, but what are you seeing this year here on the East coast? Um, hopefully it's good. Hopefully, you know, what, what do you think about this year's season? Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. It's uh, one of those deals where I kind of, you know, you can try to play the patterns of what happens year after year after year. <laughs> um, I'm more of a weather rock guy right. as I've, aged and, and and I guess evolved or adjusted, you know, we always got to have audibles, you know, we've got to be able to call that Omaha, Omaha ordeal, right? <laughs> right. Um, so what it is, is we've seen a good amount of Canada geese, um, a lot of bigger geese, but also some lessers that are in the Southern James Bay population zone uh, that we're in. And as far as ducks go, we literally had a huge push the night before opening day on Wednesday. <laughs> and so we were scouting, you know, and we're seeing a decent amount of uh, ducks. What we have in the marsh right now is we have pintails, mallards. Uh, a majority of those bigger ducks are pintails. We have a decent number of mallards for this time of the year. Um, only a handful of black ducks, though. 
and and uh, there's some gadwalls and maybe some bonus woods flipping around. Woods usually hang out with the gray ducks down right. down on on the river where I hunt. Um, and a really nice bonus is we have some uh, green wing teal and and no right now. Yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's so, awesome. And, uh, Oh, dude, it's something where they come laughing and screaming through. Yep. You got to be able to, you know, long lead and a quick prayer. Here we go. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> for um, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a 200-mile-an-hour so, bird. Yeah, you almost like three the... times with your eyes closed. Did I get anything? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was about the expensive, most expensive miss ever. But, uh, yeah, same thing with buffalo oh, heads. Right. You know, the buffaloes get in there, and, I mean, they come screaming 100 miles an hour. You're not you're not decoying those guys in. You're just shooting them as they pass. Oh. So. The little buffalo soldier boys and girls. They are cool, though. The buff bagwells, the teal (laughs) of the diver dog. Right, there you go. Absolutely, they are cool. A lot of people say that that they're trash birds. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Let's see if anybody can throw up a double or a triple on some freaking buffy. Like, I, that's what I want. <laughs> you pull that off, you have accomplished something. <laughs> well, somebody's in the UFO layout boat and they triple on bufflehead. That so, would be freaking stellar. So tell us about these UFO layout boats real quick. I I I, I meant to. I was going to get to this a little bit later, but I wanted now that we we've, we've we've talked about it. You got to tell people what these UFO layout boats are. Oh man, these are the freaking deal, man. They are awesome. So, uh, which you know, our 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 conversation is going to be all over the place, right? Of course, <laughs> You're of course. You know? Mark's not here to keep us grounded. So, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. here we go. Um, so, all right, it's it's a the the UFO layout boat is pretty much the closest thing you can get to a sink box. Um, there's only two spots in the country anymore or in the continent where you can hunt sink box. I think it's a county in North Carolina or the Carolinas. And it's also a county in like the Brunswick area of Canada or something that the far Eastern side of Canada. Anyways. So, um, in a sink box, you lay flush below the water. It's super, super sneaky and deadly. A layout boat, it's kind of the same thing, but it's above the water. You're super, super flush. Think of field goose layout slash coffin blind. Yep. But as like a little flat coffin boat that's <laughs> painted gray and it's like maybe a foot above water and it's wide. It's in like a wide round shape. So, so it kind of uses, you know, it doesn't have any sharp or sharp edges for like shadowing. And, uh, what happens with it is these diver ducks, these river ducks, bluebills, canvasbacks, redheads, and buffleheads, they, if I'm telling you, they don't even know they're there. <laughs> and so you go out there and you throw out a, now mind you, it's a pretty big ordeal to get something going. Why well, hate that? Like people that I know that fun hunt and uh, whatever you call them, you know, yeah. there's a lot of names for them all over the place. Yeah. 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 Um, hunters, hunters. How, how about that? That's a good name. That's for them. a good you name know, for them. We'll leave it at hunters. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they might mess with one, single one man layout boat they might mess with like one double two person layout boat kind of deal um but it's one of those deals where you've got to have four five six buddies in your group at least four and it's if you just have like three it's a lot of you know doing this and that to you know where you can just go hunt out of the boat blind or you can just go hunt out of a stationary blind or hunt offshore um the nice thing about us running it is we've got the guides and the assistants that are already doing it. And so the Gregs and the shooters, they just hop on in and, and just pop, 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 and go, um, you know, and just start blasting, you know, what's that one old, well, like last year they had a Danny does the veto gift where he had his two little pistols. And he's like, so I started blasting. <laughs> what the Gregs do in these layout boats. I mean, I get out of their way in the tender boat, 
I'm like not even 80 yards away. And they're like, bow, 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 bow. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, ducking for cover, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get all uh, these birds work. So, so another thing is like, so here's something that people will hear while they're hunting out of the layout boats with me. They'll hear me screaming at them. Let them work. Yep. Let them pass three times. Right. You, uh, what are you doing? They're too far. You're shooting at them. Because everybody gets excited. <laughs> they like, do. And they, you know, these birds in a layout boat, they'll get 10 feet away from you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we have a saying for that. Well, and it's kind of funny because um, when it, you know, when I first started duck hunting, I was like that. Right. And, you know, the people same. around me, you know, the, the people around me were the same way, you know, and, and our poor guides were sitting there like, Jesus, man, you had like 45 of them coming in behind those and you ruined the whole set, you know, um, but they were really cool. They didn't say a word to us, but um, I've gotten to the point now where I don't pull a trigger until I hear the guide say, kill them ducks, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to have number one. That's because I trust the guides that I'm with, right? Um, I go with good guides like yourself. Um, uh, I, I go with you know really top quality outfitters, and and I have the trust that they are going that, that they're doing what's best. They see what's going on. They've seen how these things are going, um, and and you can pretty much tell right off the get go. You know, if if you're with a guide, maybe he's a little bit junior and he's trying to get some ducks in the blind and make everybody happy or whatever. Or you're maybe you're with two sets. You know, you've got your group and another group in the same blind, and you know it's a it's a mixed group, and you got some newbies in there, and and they want you know they come in and they they don't have that trust or the understanding, or they're just super excited to come out and just shoot some ducks. You know, um, all of that plays into a part of it. You know, and and giving people crap about the blinds and. You know, oh, you know, you could have, you know, who shot that? You shot that? No, I shot that. You know, all of that stuff. It's all part of the game. You know, part of the part of the fun of, of duck hunting. I think so. Um, oh yeah, you know, there is definitely a huge difference in somebody who prefers deer hunting and sitting in a tree and leave me the act alone, <laughs> and other people who who are like, dude, dude, dude. As soon as Johnny gets in the freaking blind, my guy. Yeah, we're gonna pull this little like Benelli bolt down and up again. So when he and then when it's a single bird, <laughs> just let Johnny be, get that duck, Johnny. Click. <laughs> oh, dude, everybody's all laughing and everything. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, it's that Drake black duck that was his dream duck. And of course, like, I hate you guys. Oh yeah. Of right course, <laughs> of course. You know, you see so many dreams just shattered in the middle of a uh, you know in the middle of duck season. It's so cool. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> so we talked about the UFO blinds, and one of the things I wanted to ask you is, um, I, you know, I've seen them. I know what they're talking. You know, I, I I know what you're talking about. But um, and for the for those for for people who've never been in like one of the field layout blinds, the coffin blind type things, um, that can be a little bit intimidating if you have a little bit of claustrophobia. Um, you know, if you're not really kind of into that whole closed up type thing. Uh, that that can be a little difficult. Have you had people who you know who run into those problems? And if you have, what do you do? Maybe you haven't. Uh, no, you know. So it's definitely not something you would want to do for some uh, somebody's first duck hunt. Right, right, um, right. You know what it comes down to is it's the ninety nine percent of the people who try waterfowl hunting that catch the bug yep. versus the one percent that don't. Yep. And so, you know, there might be some deals where we've got like a business party out and one of the guys like the boss's assistant's just there because he's like, oh, man, I'd rather be golfing or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, maybe something like that. I tell you what, everybody that we've had running out of there, you know, we, we, uh, we uh, tested it out. Uh, but the last 10 days of the season last year, I had one of them. And we were just kind of trying to see how the shoe fits. And, you you know, you you go out there and you set them out and you you, uh, try to intercept these uh, birds and stuff. And everybody that want, like, like, like the Greg's and the clients and, and the shooters we had, everybody was so pumped 
to finally try it because it's yeah. like a bucket list thing. Oh yeah, you know, South America, Canada, flooded timber in Arkansas. You know, layout boat hunting and open water. It's a bucket <laughs> list thing to do. It is, and so, um, you know, I've had some big guys that are worried about how they would be all tied up like a can of sardines in there. Um, and you know, they like, here's the other thing, Mikey, they're not in that boat for a long time. Right, 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 right. You know, now if they're specific where they're like, well, I'm not shooting anything but this type of duck. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, good on you. You probably have, you've probably <laughs> been duck hunting before. If you're that specific and that's all you want, then good on you. But, uh, I don't yeah. know. Oh. You know, and and so, but that's also more on my part. But when I'm co- coordinating versus what the guides do out there, whether it's the marsh guides or it's the layout boat gu- uh, uh, guides, the uh, captains, um, you know, what are they looking for? Are they looking for a bull pintail stud to put on the wall, or are they looking for a bull can- a canvas bag to put on the wall? Are they right. looking to just shoot? Right. Are they looking for table fare? Are they looking, you know, and, and, and so out of those options, it's either you know, timing of when they book for a canvas back, you know, end of January, timing of when they book for a pintail, December and beginning of January. And then if they want to just shoot um, anywhere around the beginning of the season, when, when it opens up, when the birds are all fired up out there, and then more so after the bluebill limit goes from one to two a man, because that's what our primary river duck is out there, are right. the bluebills. Um, or if they want table fare, then maybe we'll we'll try to do a field goose hunt on one of the ponds we have out in the as um, the uh, Southern James Bay zone, and then maybe we'll get in on some bonus ducks and some geese. Geese yeah. are very very good table fare. You just got to have the recipes, or you got to have this or whatnot. You know, you know, for, Gordon for Ramsay sure. has some amazing ideas. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, or that would be like a puddle duck march hunt, where instead of transitioning out to the layout boats around lunchtime they stay in the marsh until three right and then we try to get as many mallards or pintail or black ducks you can only shoot one pintail man but um you know we try to finish out the limit with puddle ducks right which we also shoot bonus geese in the uh, marsh a lot too sure um but um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so your marsh hunts um so uh, I want to kind of clarify some of this stuff too for some folks. You know, I, I, you know, grew up and, you know, hunting in like marshes in Alabama, Louisiana, stuff like that. You know, the wooded, you know, true, you know, wooded duck hunts. Um, you're, you're looking at like legitimate, like marsh, you know, with, you know, blinds and you're not sitting out there in, in waders and, you know, waiting for something to kind of, you know, hoping that you don't fall and, you know, slip and fall and bust your butt and, you know, fill your waders full of water and, and all that stuff. You, you're, you're, I've seen your, your 32 footer, but, um, do you ever do any of that type of, uh, of, of hunting where you're sitting out in the, you know, in, in the wooded areas and, you know, s- slugging it out in the, you know, in the waders all day and stuff like that? Oh yeah. There's, um, we have access to a private marsh um, down south of us, um, it's like east of Fredericksburg. And uh, it is some Virginia flooded timber swamp hunting. It is awesome. And they're loaded up with some wood ducks right now. You know, funny story, the uh, landowner sitting there deer hunting, you know, he, he uh, hunts before work. And he, it's like last Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He calls me on the Friday, Mikey. And he's like, that gun Bernard Travis, I'm telling you what right now. Here we go. And I'm like, what do you got, brother man? And he goes, man, I've been sitting in the one stand behind the hoop. I'm telling you what's right now. <laughs> man, and he's like, man, I'm, you know, so he's hunting the stand, Mikey, that's right by, he's got like seven holes in his swamp that he would duck hunt out of. Right. And so he's hunting one of the, he's, he's doing what I would do if I was hunting freaking timber goats. Right. Crying out loud. Um, I get where there's a chance of me scouting and watching ducks. Of course. (laughs) There we go. And there's probably eight pointers, 10 pointers, 12 pointers. How many pointers? Nobody's giving me the pointer to watch for deer instead of freaking ducks. How many were were walking by me? I know the one I saw, I stood up and pulled the bow back. And the one I didn't see went, 
and then freaking they all ran off. There you, I'm go. Like, you know what? I'm scrolling Facebook. And so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he calls me on the Friday and he goes, ah, you know, he saw like 30, 40 wood ducks or something on the Wednesday and on the Thursday. But then on the Friday, he jumps out a uh, hundred and then he sees at least over 150 go screaming through when shooting light would start. Oh, wow. So, I bet there was some 8, 10, 12 pointers walking by him on that morning, too, on Friday morning. That's cool. But he was all fired up about it. Um, that was right before the whole hurricane ordeal just happened. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, but, you know, the uh, ducks in the marsh and on the river we got, um, that all came from the cold front after the hurricane. It switched from the southeast winds to a hard northwest wind. Yep. And boy, did it bring the cold. Now, it brought 30-degree cold. Now, this overnight deal, last night and tonight and tomorrow night, it's going to be in the 20s. Yeah, and that's going to be amazing. Um, I mean, there's a lot of snow up north. Yep. So how many are going to stop in in a mid-state Pennsylvania? Right. How many are going to stop in that part of Maryland? They're more likely to hook over eastbound in that part of Maryland, but the ones that don't are coming right down to us. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's what people, you know, the the one thing I think people forget about or they kind of sleep on a little bit here is that if you look at our, you know, look at the fly zone that we have here, you know, um, the East Coast, Maryland, Eastern Shore, you know, specifically has has hands down one of the best duck hunting um, populations in the world. Uh, and and people don't realize just how much you know is is there in Maryland and and filters down to Virginia and and a little bit further north into Pennsylvania. So, you know, this fly zone is is truly amazing. And you know, the different ducks, you know, they they home here and they you know they do that. And you know, from a conservation effort, you know, we've got the Ducks Unlimited folks that are doing you know a lot to preserve wetlands and making sure that you know we've we've got to continue that opportunity. You know, that opportunity continues. Um, you know, and is available for us to hunt and and have these you know amazing ducks coming in. That's for you know coming in to be able to. I mean, hell, if if you've never seen a wood duck, a legitimate wood duck, that's the prettiest, in my opinion, probably one of the prettiest animals on the planet. Um, and one of the fun, funnest, one of the. I mean, talk about that time of the duck, uh, duck hunting season. Yeah. Holy cow! Oh yeah, that you know that October session. Yeah, that rush that everybody. Oh my goodness, on we've fire. been dreaming about it all off season. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, and it's good, good, good limits for them. Three a man, that's awesome. Yep, you know, you can go in there, you know. And so, what you were just saying about the um, Atlantic Flyway right there, it, it, especially in the heart of it, the Chesapeake Bay watershed, the for DMC, sure, the Delmarva. So, I hear a lot of it's Man, there ain't no access. Man, I can't go hunting anywhere. It's all locked up tighter than a gobbler out of gun range. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the rivers are locked up tight with blinds and stuff. You know, in Virginia, it's been a tradition that's been passed on for year and generation after generation after generation. You know, there's watermen on the, you know, five rivers of Virginia that have their blind sites that are going to be... And not only to their children and grandchildren and great grandchildren beyond that, unless right. it changes and whatnot. And, you know, that's one thing that probably will not change is that strong tradition in Virginia, Maryland. The thing about Maryland that a lot of people don't realize, and these goes out for all the people who say, I ain't got no hunting spots, man. It's not fair, man. Everything's, you know, blah, blah, blah. All you really need to do is either not be afraid to walk right. and hike. Or not be afraid to take out a loan and get a boat. <laughs> there you and go. So, you know, and 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 it also may require somebody to not, you know, curl a nose hair at a sea duck or a river duck. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it, you know, if I'm in certain parts of the country that's got, uh, you know, what? There's a bunch of states that are shooting the crap out of mallards right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's say, you know, Missouri. If I'm used to hunting the, the flooded corn impoundments in the public raffle system where you get your, you know, you try to draw your daily pill to be able to get a blind sight in one of the flooded corn impoundments, you can hunt until like one or two or something. Yep. You know a lot about that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I do, for sure. 
I'm not going to be like, man, I really wish I had some canvas backs and some bluebills up in here. Yeah. Anybody, man, what I do to shoot an old squaller or a scooter? <laughs> yeah, I'd be all about shooting mallards and pintails and gavel. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? And so over here, it's, you know, you know, you got to go after what we have. Right. And we have a, an abundance of diver ducks and, and a sea ducks. Yep. That, you know, is very fun shooting. Oh, you yeah. Know? And very fun hunting. And it's great time out on the water. Yeah. Know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that, you know, that, that kind of goes to tell people too, you know, um, you know, it's a, it, you know, for example, if you want to hunt elk, you probably are not going to do it in Virginia. I mean, yes, they're repopulating elk, but you want to hunt an elk, go to Colorado, go to Missouri, or or go to Montana, go to Wyoming, go to Arizona, New Mexico, go to one of those places, Yeah, you know, but that's what you're going there. Enjoy you know, that's the whole part of that hunt is going out there, enjoying a, a different area. You know, it's like traveling and, and being able to see the outdoors in a different place. Well, if you're coming over here and you want to, you know, you want to shoot some ducks in, in a major fly zone in this massive estuary and, you know, have this amazing time, come do it. You know, don't don't turn your nose up at something. Uh, you know, I've never shot a pintail. You and I are going pintail hunting, and uh, oh, I I, I look forward to putting that one on the wall. Um, and and you know, sitting there and and talking about it over a glass of you know twelve year whistle pig or something like that, and saying, "Yep, me and Travis went out, and we whatever happened." You know, there's always that story that goes along with it, and people need to have that appreciation for it. But um, and I think for the most part, people do. Um, at least I do. And, you know, I hope, you know, through this podcast and, and, you know, getting people involved or excited about going out and, and at least trying it, you know, go try to duck hunt and see what you can come up with. I promise you it, it's the most addictive thing on the planet, um, next to turkey hunting. But, uh, it's, uh, it, this is, this is truly, um, it becomes a way of life and you, you know, you sit in some of these, you know, wooded areas or marshes or, you know, blinds that are sitting in, you know, wherever it might be in Chicoteque or, you know, James River or whatever it is, uh, you know, and you're surrounded by an environment that very few people get to see and enjoy on a daily basis. And then you get to see some of the prettiest, most amazing f- waterfowl on the planet come by. And if you're good enough, you might get one or two. And, you know, if you're not, well, you, you should have just enjoyed the fact that you were out there and you got to see them come by. So exactly. It's about the chase and the hunt. Yeah. It's, you know, there are, you're, you're absolutely right, Mikey. There are a lot of options out here. You could go from, you know, the, what you're mentioning, the Achikatiga and the Assateague booby box blinds out there. Yep. And then you could also, you know, do something with like the watermen of Tillman Island or the watermen of, you know, St. Michael's area. Then the goose hunting, you know, even though, yes, it's going through a one goose a man limit or whatnot, but there's a lot of tradition and heritage in those field goose hunts For out sure. there, both, you know, Maryland and Delaware. Delaware has phenomenal public duck hunting yeah. it's on a lottery system but it is amazing they have impoundments that you know it's not really flooded corn impoundments but it's got natural you know feed a feed form in there you know a lot of smart weed and a lot of you know different other vegetations and crustaceans that they pick off of there and blah 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 right um there's the uh body booting with the big sesquahanna flat ridge yep. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge. That's a bucket list thing that a lot of people want to do too. For sure, Hog uh, Island, you know, know, same deal. Absolutely, you know, the the uh, wood duck swamp hunting in Virginia and the you know sea sea duck hunting in both Virginia and Maryland. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I've heard. Um, um, yeah. I've heard guys going down. You know, for those of you who don't know, the Great Dismal Swamp is is legitimately is a real thing, and it's. Uh, you know, in Southern Virginia, going towards you know Suffolk and headed towards North Carolina, and people going to Outer Banks have probably been through it. I've heard there is some of the most amazing wood ducks or uh, or duck hunting in the Great Dismal Swamp. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, you know that's on a bucket list for a lot of people that I know. So, um, you know, you just you you get out and try it. You know, um, you know it's it's an enjoyable sport and even if it's you know it's it, the the part that i like the most about it is you can get in a blind and laugh and joke and carry on and you know you know my wife is you know she's a great person to pick on but you know and she gives it right back at you in the blinds and and that's kind of cool and and 
it's enjoyable regardless if you, you know, you may only see five or six ducks. You might not see any, you know, hopefully that's not the case. But, you know, if you get into that environment, um, it's something that you can do as a group. You can laugh and carry on until your guide says, all right, everybody look down, you know, they're coming in, you know, don't look up, um, you know, and, and, you know, and then you finally hear them say, all right, shoot them ducks. And you stand up and you see, you know, whatever you see and, and, you know, chances are you're looking for the speckle bellies and, you know, shooting those first or, you know, shoot from the top down or whatever it is that you do. Right. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's people like you that make that, you know, available to us, you know, and, and it's something that we talk about a lot on this, you know, if you've never done something and you're nervous about doing it, well, go find a guide, you know, go find people like yourself and, 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 uh, go out and go duck hunting, you know, and, and see what it's about. It's, it's, uh, one of the more amazing things about, you know, getting out and duck hunting. So, um, we also wanted to kind of, you know, we were ta- we were kind of talking about this, and there's more to come on this, but um, we're going to give away two um, two spots in a blind um, with one of our duck hunts with you uh, to some of our listeners, and there's more to come on it. Oh, we'll get more, awesome. yeah. So um, you know, it's a it's an opportunity for people, uh, you know, to come in, uh, learn, you know, and, and have an opportunity to to really go out, shoot some ducks see what you're about you know let them meet the man the myth the legend you know people are starting to you know they're starting to to believe you're not real that uh you know you're just some voice on the other side so uh we've got to fix that and um so we want to make sure people have that opportunity um and it doesn't take much um you know go out and you know you you have you give you have half day hunts you have full day hunts you have other guides you know guide services if you're full uh that you work with so how do people get a hold of you? You know, what's the best way? You know, what's your social media stuff? And 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 if you're if you're full, what do you do? You know, what 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 should somebody do if you you know if they just can't get in with my man Travis? So um, I appreciate you so much, Mike, and thank you. Um, you always hype me up, man. I love it. <laughs> um, so uh, on Facebook is the main you know social media deal that a lot of people. Uh, find me on um, my personal profile, Travis Stauck, S-T-A-U-C-H. Uh, Ramrod Bowfishing has a Facebook page as well that was transitioning into the Ramrod waterfowl time of the year. Um, so, yeah, we uh, run half-day field goose hunts from November through February. Um, we run early season duck hunts, half-day early season duck hunts. It's like the October, November deal right now. And then the main jam of Ram, Rod, Waterfowl is uh, the full day, third split duck and goose hunt combos on the river. So, yeah, those sound awesome. Yeah, man. You you know, you you, uh, get to, you know, hunt out of stationary blinds and in the Pintail Marsh. And then there's the option to transition into the UFO layout boats. there's also the option to stay in the marsh, which is probably what, you know, you and I are, are, are going to do. Um, and, uh, then the half day field, a field goose hunts. It is amazing. The operation and the crew, the guides are top notch that run with me. How many you got with. going with you? So we have for the field goose hunts, we have, or with the fifth, that's kind of more like, you know, he's there to guide too, but he also, you know, helps mainly scout and whatnot. Um, so we have five guys with the field, the field goose hunting. And then with the duck hunting operation, we have two layout boat um, ca- captains. One's a master captain. That's master captain, Anthony Cubbage, who also runs Atomic Fishing. Awesome, awesome buddy of mine can't say enough good about him he is just a top-notch like the entertainment and the hospitality <laughs> side I, my, I i tell him all the time you've got me beat on that and he's like no way and blah 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 we'll go back and forth um so we have two layout boat guides and then we have five guides for the marsh and then one of those marsh guides can also switch out for the layout boat guides so all together it's 13 guys running plus me Man, you gotta, you gotta, 
It, it's a monster, man. That's a lot of folks to run this <laughs> operation. <laughs> that is too cool, though. Um, hey, man, I appreciate you, man. And so, you know, we 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 definitely have room to be able to get people out. There's been a lot of times in the last grief, almost decade now, where people, by the time hunting season starts, there's only a few spots left. Yeah. And I'm telling people from like November, December, January, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yep. so now, um, we do have room and, and, you know, we can definitely, we are booked up beyond my kills. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I don't want to say no to people this year. It's just on specific dates. And like a lot of people want to do a half day duck hunt in December. I'm not going to do that. You know, it's, it's just one of those deals where, right. you know, we do the full day hunting cause I want to try to get full duck straps and duck totes for everybody. That's what they're paying for is right. to shoot, you know? And so, you know, doing that in a little two, three hour half day hunt. I mean, I just, I've tried and tried and tried with other outfitters that I've had to, like I've been blessed to be able to have the mentors I've had. Sure. I'm blessed to be able to have the community back me up how they do and support me. I'm blessed to have a Pinto Marsh and, and you know, access to a private Pinto Marsh that's not going anywhere. <laughs> and, you know, I'm the only guy who has access to it. And, you know, like the Pinto is what made my name. Yep. Um, in the future, um, so like next year and the year after and the year after wild Valley outfitters, um, up in Saskatchewan, Canada, that's like a September, October deal. If people, that's actually a spot where you pretty much have a guarantee that one of those, one or two of those five hunts in a three day package, I'm going to be guiding with you. Right. Um, you know, you know, for you. Um, and then also there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you've helped me out a tremendous amount with, you know, talking to me about Kansas and stuff. Yep. And so that would be like a November to December deal. And then that would turn Virginia into a January deal where there's, you know, plenty of opportunity to go and chase whatever you could possibly want to do with the waterfowl hunting. And I mean, you know, this ride has been amazing and it's just starting. It really is. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. You know, now, it's, it's, I appreciate you, you, brother. I heard everything about that, but at no point in time did I ever hear the name Lindsay, um, who's actually the one who's running all of this stuff, right? She's, she's, she's doing the, man, she is awesome for like, you know, being able to run the numbers and make sure everything's all, all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. You know, the, uh, the uh, candy pecans are being made for the third split full day hunt. You know, <laughs> the uh, groceries for the Unky Trap, Trap Duck Blind breakfast sandwiches and the uh, Ramrod dogs and all the burgers. Right. They're going to be good to go. Um, yeah, 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 man. It's definitely, it, it takes a town, a community. Yeah. It takes everybody. Yeah. You know, there'd be a good, a good man upstairs. My dad for dealing with my annoying young toddler behind with the duck hunting and this and that and screwing up. Dude, when I was a kid and I was hunting with my dad and his buddies, if I miss a duck, I'd start crying. Oh, yeah. And my dad's like, oh, geez, I've got the kid that cries after he misses a duck. You know? <laughs> like, you know, but it was him, you know, and like he put a duck call in a goose call in my mouth and was like, you're going to be doing that. And now people are like, you know, I, you know, I love doing the, the uh, video lessons for, for duck and goose calling. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, I've seen them. So I'm, I'm very, very impressed. So, um, uh, but, well, uh, with that being said, one of the things I wanted to make sure that people understand now, you are a full service outfitter. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, um, you, you, you cook, you know, in certain circumstances, you cook breakfast sandwiches in blinds, you know, when, when the time's right. And, you know, you do a lot of, a, a lot of neat things, but one of the things that you do not do, and, and I was, I had the, the unfortunate, you know, aspect of this is, um, when you go out, you're with a guide and that guide has a call and that call, you know, and, and they're going to be telling you when to shoot, when not to shoot. They're going to be telling you, they're going to be calling ducks in. They're going to set the layout or the, the decoys out. If they're going to do decoys and all of that stuff, you're not that guy who goes out and drops them off in a blind and says, we'll see you in four and a half hours, five hours. Right. 
Yeah, so. you, you know, that's kind of tough, especially with insurance. You know, they're kind of like, all right, so the layout booth thing, you're like watching them like how far away? And I'm like, we're right there on them. Don't worry. Right, you know? right, 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 <laughs> so, right. Um, but, uh, you know, and like that's just like another ordeal of like, what are you looking for? So if you're looking for something like that, go to Astatik or Chikatig and then go out and hunt those little box blinds. Right. And, you know, like, you know, be set up for it, be ready for it. Um, I have a group of buddies that do that every year. Right. And it's hilarious because they bring their own like four way walkie talkie set. Yeah. And they make sure the guide has one of theirs. Not right, one of the guys. Right, 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 and right. So you know they always check check in on them because you know there are fascinating horror stories. There. Oh, like, wait, what? We're out there no for idea. eleven hours. <laughs> yeah, no idea. But and the main reason why I wanted to bring that up is, you know, for somebody who's interested in getting into duck hunting, you know, it, number one, it, it can be a little bit, you know, it can be a lot overwhelming. But number two, if you don't know how to call. You know, and, and, you know, a, a guy throws you out in the middle of a blind and says, oh, good luck, you know, and leaves, you know, um, that's a, that's a disappointment. And it, it's also, you know, an apprehension that, that people shouldn't have when they go with you. They know that you've got good, you know, you've got, uh, you know, good guides out there. You've got guides that are going to be doing the calling. And I'm sure that they probably wouldn't, you know, they, they're not going to shy away from somebody else who wants to try and learn how to call, you know, and, and that's part of the blind too. get in there and hear some God awful Turkey you know, or God awful duck calls, you know, but that's, that's how you get better at it, you know? And um, so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure we touched on that before we kind of, we jump off of here, you know, is that, you know, people, people shouldn't be apprehensive, you know, um, go out, you know, and that's why we encourage people, you know, Find a good blind, you know, a good guide. Get in a duck blind. Go shoot some ducks. Listen to call. You know, go on YouTube. You know, watch Travis. You know, teach you how to call. Uh, then go screw it up about four million times until you figure it out. <laughs> this is ex- <laughs> oh, that's what it's supposed to sound like. Um, you know, and and there's a lot of different things to that. But I just I want you know I don't ever want somebody to think oh well I don't know how to duck call so I'm not going to go duck call you know I'm not going to go duck hunting uh, well absolutely not don't yeah. worry about that at all so that is you know and like on on that note some of the most memorable duck hunts I've had in my career has been those hunts where it's like father and his you know son and then his neighbor and the neighbor's nephew yeah and like you know early morning you know early morning flight we we you know drop you know drop a few ducks cool you know nothing spectacular and then it ends up being a blue bird morning as the sun comes up and there's not a cloud in the sky it's a high pressure system day and the ducks just aren't flying right but there's been so many times where those two kids in this hypothetical story were we'll just start messing around on the calls and then, you know, they'll start blowing on the duck call or yep. the goose call and I'll get them to be able to crack the goose call over where they can do a honk. Yep. And then they go, wait a minute. And that was crisp and clean. I'm talking Mr. Yep. Clean. And then they go honk, 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 honk. And now, boom, they have an interest in it. And I remember one time, oddly enough, it was like a, father and his son or something or his nephew or it was like an uncle and his nephew and like the guy's name a neighbor whatever and i was you know as we were done hunting i'm like man you know you know i'm so sorry about the weather and you know i'm doing my whole thing about you know man and they're like look travis we done shot a, a couple ducks and i think you know we were in the marsh and so they got some good eating ducks mm-hmm. and they were so appreciative of the calling lessons in the blind yeah. And it wasn't like it was messing up anybody's hunt, right? Because the just ducks just turned off, right? We were sitting and there they do for that. Hours. Yeah, yeah. And um, but those kids, and the fact that they now were more interested in yeah. it, because you know, well, you know, these kids nowadays they're on like their phones or something or their iPads or whatever. Hell, it's know, not just the kids kid, anymore; it's know, a grown ass adult. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and and so get out there and experience it. And it's one of those deals where I challenge anybody out there that has not tried duck hunting. Yeah. To at least try it. Yeah. Because you're going to end up. Absolutely oh, it's so addictive. It. it is so absolutely. addictive. All right, my man. Um, we are, uh, we're officially out of time. And, um, 
you know, but uh, I do want to say thank you so much for coming on. It's always amazing to sit here and talk with you, and uh, you know, especially short notice. I know you're busy, um, but uh, man, I cannot say thank you enough for having us. Um, for those who are listening, go check him out on social on his social media. Go get one of his uh, his duck blinds. Get get a duck hunt scheduled with him. Uh, you know, and and go and enjoy just a good day of of uh, you know ducks and. You know, uh, maybe we work out some type of, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to work out a, a having a couple people in the blind, you know, as a giveaway here shortly. More to come on that and um, and things like that. But, man, Travis, thank you so much. Uh, you kind of, you know, <laughs> especially last minute, my friend. I, I can't say thank you enough. Oh, dude, I was fired up when you sent me the uh, text, man. I'm like, oh, what do you mean, just sit there and talk about hunting? Oh, man, we can do that. No problem. <laughs> well, uh, next time we'll try to get the video. We had the video working, but the gremlins got us this time. So uh, You had some good blooper footage of me just sitting there like. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, ah, they're doing this on purpose because they're recording everything right now. Of course. Of <laughs> course. That's the way it goes. So, uh, But uh, as always, my friend, uh, thanks again. And. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you on the twenty sixth for sure, and um, you know give our best out to Lindsay as well, and tell her uh, she's much appreciated in this whole operation, and uh, hopefully we'll see her as well. Um, I appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, man. Please say the same over to Ali Anna, and uh, Mark. And I hope Mark feels a feels better. Yeah, we're gonna have to get him some emergency vitamin C and some you know vitamins and whatnot. And I'm right, right, better. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So, uh, Mark, if you're listening, you know, you hear it from both of us. Feel better, my friend. And um, <laughs> all right. And uh, with that, um, we will uh, we'll let everybody go. We appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, glad that uh, you all listened. And uh, for that, uh, take a kid out hunting. You know, we've got youth hunts. You've got duck days. You've got plenty of opportunities. And if you're not a hunter, go fishing. Even though, even though it's cold, go out there and have a good one. Um, and with that, uh, I'll tell everybody, bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Hunting Quest. No matter how crazy, high-tech, or lazy the rest of the country gets, we will always be hunting and fishing. If that's you, you've found your new family. Thanks to our sponsor, Davis Guns and Gear. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Reach out to us by email at info at thehuntingquest.com and check us out on Instagram and YouTube at The Hunting Quest. See you next time.